0: Advent Calendar Day 5, Paper Girls by uh, Brian K. Vaughan um, and also uh, Cliff Chang, the illustrator. So, Paper Girls is a really fantastic graphic novel that was made into an Amazon series just for one season before it was cancelled. And though, to be honest, although I like the Amazon series, um, it is a pale imitation to the graphic novel. Um, The graphic novels, actually, uh, there are six bind ups, I guess something of around 30 to 36 uh, issues in total but you can get them in a complete bind up now and uh, chang's art is just spectacular and fits the whole thing so well so the premise is the four main characters are protein characters who deliver papers on their morning round and they through a series of, of incidents on the their paper round they they end up finding time travel technology and a faction of time travelers who are opposed to what seems to be an authoritarian regime. And they are transported forward into the future as a result of coming into contact with the machine and um, end up meeting one of the characters, Erin, ends up meeting her future self. And they all have adventures in the future which involve trying to understand what the bad guys are trying to do um whilst working out their own personal interactions with each other so it's got this sort of an interesting vibe of of the actual dialogue which is all about how each of the characters relate to one another but then you've got this overarching plot which is not transparent at the start I mean it's a it's a time travel thing with it's a time travel thing with several factions who are located in various different points in the timeline um it is crucially there are not alternative worlds or alternative timelines. There's just one timeline and a number of uh, potential branching points. I think, although we never really get to that point of understanding in the TV series, and the two factions are um, one being the the old timers who appear to be this you know super authoritarian type of. Uh, shadowy organization who want to preserve the timeline just as it should be and then the other side being um well temporal libertarians really the interesting thing about the rebels the these libertarian characters who say well we should be able to time travel wherever we want they all seem to be preteen or teenagers and there's a lot of stuff about not trusting somebody who's over a certain age generally I mean, never trust someone who's over 30 so it's, it's very very punk rock um now the comic presentation uh shows you things that just well be really hard to get across in the tv series i think they tried right at the start and then um and then gave up um the thing about the speech coming from the future and the speech translation units was mostly completely glossed over in the tv series but there there's, there, there are universal translators and other interesting tech from the future and um these enable the characters from the future to talk to people from other time periods, and there are other interesting bits of equipment, um, not all of which it's understood they have a they they have a purpose. But you do get the sort of you know advanced healing, advanced weaponry, all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it is a it's a big time travel plot rather than a small time travel plot. And what I mean by that, for example. Just yesterday, I talked about Tenet, and Tenet is like a, a small time travel thing. It's like it, things happen over a very short space of time, and although there's the conceit of time travel, which makes the back and forth possible, mostly it's focused on a very short space of of um, events, rather than what we have here in Paper Girls, which is the suggestion that all of reality is up for grabs. All of reality is at stake. And these weird shadowy agencies which want to control people's uh, memories of what happened, they could be anywhere and at any time, and they have vast and unknowable resources. Now, the problem with that is that um, whilst, as a reader, you can you can be drip-fed this information and it gets Interesting to hear about these, you know, the, the, these organisations. If you don't have that framework available in a role-playing game, it's really hard to make anything coherent out of it. Um, and what I mean by that is, let's say that um, I've, I've talked about I like emergent settings, uh, but if you don't have a very strong sense of the positions of things in the timeline and where things are happening and um, what the two different factions are, where they're operating, where they're coming from, and you try and wing that, you are probably doomed to failure. So, um, I like the idea of time travel plots, and I like the idea of time travel itself, and trying to have a mechanism by which you play out time travel. But um, I think that it's, it's a risk to do it unless you have a very rigid scenario that touches on certain parts of the factions that are going to be involved in play. If you don't do that, then, and speaking from experience, you can get lost really easily. Now, that said, there are a few things that Paper Girls have going to it that are worth thinking about. Um, One is it has the whole uh, personal timeline stuff going on. Uh, Another thing is the, the... inference that memory isn't reliable and then there are other interesting things that happen like um, the explanation that uh, there aren't people from alternate timelines they're just clones there are no alternate timelines or alternate dimensions in this kind of thing so they need a different way to explain why when a change happens some people remember it and other people don't and how you can skip ahead or skip to the past uh, what the mechanism is for that and in some ways that's kind of uh, more manageable than the sort of this whole old oh, there's multiple timelines and, and anything can happen at least if you know there is a specific timeline and the only reason that people have a different perspective on it is that you have some force in Editing people's experiences of that timeline, then that is at least something you can write down, at least something that when the players encounter that information, assuming you give it to them, they can rely on it. They can say, oh, well, this isn't just something that um, isn't worth knowing because it, as soon as we skip to a different timeline, it becomes worthless. And I think that's a that's the problem of of making headway in any kind of time travel scenario where you say that actions in the past have consequences in the future, because if you jump to other timelines, of course they don't. Now the um the old timers, the this sort of authoritarian side, um, talked about uh, several times in different episodes. The game Continuum by Ethico, which has two factions, the Continuum and the Narcissists. And the Continuum, think of, um, they want to make sure that the timeline remains as it should be for all time and is frozen. The Narcissists, they want to travel backwards and forwards in time with impunity. But there's a twist there, because what the Narcissists are doing in that timeline are, they don't really care about Frag. Now Frag's the enemy in, in Continuum, Frag is the enemy of time travel and the idea that um, if you go if you as a person go and do stuff at various points in the timeline that contradict your earlier actions or if other people do things that contradict actions that you have already taken, you acquire frag you become fragmented it's less certain about what your personal path is and um, that's a big part of the bookkeeping continuum as well and the thing that I'd say well you know I, I wouldn't care to do that. The interesting thing about narcissists is it doesn't care about frag. And the whole point about narcissists is that they travel in time via the royal road. And the idea of the royal road is you skip to different versions of the timeline. And with the knowledge that the timelines don't all run at the same speed, so you can jump to different timelines. A bit like you were jumping between escalators that were running at different speeds and you may or in different directions indeed. And so you can go up and down the, the objective timeline. And the other thing is uh what narcissists do, and, and this is why they are given the title of narcissists, they effectively jump into the time streams of alternate versions of themselves and uh effectively um, take over that other version's lives, probably killing other versions of themselves. They also have doctrines that um, you never trust somebody, uh, you never trust a version of you who's older than you, whereas the continuum agents never are taught to always trust the person who's older than you because they will have some information that um, because they have seen your past and so on. The idea is that narcissists never trust the older version of themselves because uh, the older version of themselves may well have somehow been corrupted or changed allegiances or or be otherwise untrustworthy. Now, that's an awful lot to manage in a role-playing game, but um, as I said, in Paper Girls, you don't have that. You have one fixed timeline. You have technology where you can travel up and down the time frame. And then you don't have paradoxes which is the really interesting thing. You just have people not remembering why things are the way they are. Um, one of the characters early on in Paper Girls gets shot by accident. And when she meets her 40-year-old self, her 40-year-old self says, well, do you have a scar near your stomach? Um, and they both it shows that they both do. And she said, yes, I've no idea how I got that scar. And then the younger self says, well, I got shot. And um, and then the inference is that somebody's tampered with memory. So overall, I'm coming to the conclusion that I like this version of time travel because it does not trivialize or marginalize the experiences of the protagonist beforehand. There's no question that the timeline is what it is. And if some people don't remember it, um, that's one thing. But at least it means that all the actions that the protagonists have taken in the past still matter, which is not something you can say when you have sort of oh, all reality is mutable, time is is uh, an illusion and we can hop between timelines and just reshape our reality however we choose. And that that doesn't make for nearly so much of an entertaining story. All right. um, right. I've rambled on for long enough, so I think I will just open the next door in the Advent calendar. You no, know, it's um it's a tardigrade. It's a big one as well. Ooh, unexpected. Oh well, I, I like tardigrades. Okay, I'll speak to you anon. Bye bye. Fix Podcast. Words by Ralph Lovegrove, music by Chris Zabriskie, Find out more at fixplasm.net